Welcome back, Frenzies. It's episode four of Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher, and I am your host, Jessica Martin. I'm super excited about today's topic, which is something that I get a lot of messages about. We are going to chat about working at a toxic school around toxic people. I'm sure even if you don't work at a toxic school, you've been around some toxic people, and we're going to talk about how to handle those people and just how to have a better, healthier, happier life. So let's get on with it. Are you feeling a little burnt out and exhausted this school year? Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher podcast is here to get you through the hard weeks. We will be tackling tough topics while addressing self-care tips and tricks to help you live your best life. I'm your host, Jessica Martin, a coffee drinking teacher and tech coach working on my own health journey as I pursue happiness in my teacher life. I am so happy you're here with me today, and I can't wait to share all the things with you. Let's get on with the show. Before we start, I just wanted you to know that I would love to see who is listening to this podcast. If you could take a picture of yourself listening or a screenshot of the podcast and tag me, the whimsical teacher on Instagram, I would love to repost your story of you listening. It just fascinates me that I might be reaching more ears than normal. So thank you. Welcome back to episode four of Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher. I am your host, Jessica Martin. I also go by the Whimsical Teacher Online, and I'm so happy you're here today to talk about toxic people. I get a lot of messages about this on Instagram. Just a lot of people have toxic principles, and a lot of people deal with toxic parents, and some people just have toxic friends or coworkers, and It upsets people in the moment and they want to talk about it and they have a million stories to tell. And today I am here with just some basic information. I read a bunch of journal articles and blog posts about the topic just so I would have some new information to come here and tell you all about. So let's get started. I'm excited. First of all, when we're talking about a toxic school, We're talking about a place that you don't really enjoy working at because the people around you have a negative attitude and maybe you feel like you're being positive all the time and they're being negative. I know a lot of people have felt that way. And the first topic I'd like to kind of bring up is the fact that, you know, a toxic school, like the school itself is not broken. It's the people in the school. It's always the people that make up a a school atmosphere. It's not the building itself. It's usually not the kids. It's the adults working in the building. So when we're going to be talking about toxic schools today, I'm sort of going to switch focus to toxic people in general, because I feel like if you can better handle the toxic people around you, you're going to have an easier time at your toxic school because you're going to realize that it's not the school, it's not the kids, it's probably not even the parents, it's probably your coworkers or administration. And they're individual people with different personalities. And these are just some tips for you to recognize, like it, is do I hate this place? (laughs) Do I hate this place or these people? Is it me? Is it them? What can I do about it? I'm feeling yucky. I'm feeling icky. And let's dive into that a little bit. Okay, so we want to try to fix your life. (laughs) 
We want we want to fix this toxic situation, and unfortunately, usually when you're trying to fix something, where do you have to start? With yourself. Bump bump. A lot of the articles I read talked about you know learning how to recognize if you might be an easy target for toxic people to latch onto. Easy targets are oftentimes people pleasers. And people who are scared of rocking the boat. Ooh. And I know a lot of teachers, I know especially a lot of female teachers, are people pleasers. They want everyone around them to be happy. And unfortunately, that's kind of a magnet for toxic people. I'd also like to recognize the toxic people around you. I have found in my experience that most toxic people are unhappy with themselves. They're unhappy with their job. Like wherever they're being toxic, that's that's the area of their life they want to change. So if you're like, uh-oh, my spouse seems very toxic, uh, you might want to look into your marriage a little bit. <laughs> you know, it's just people are unhappy in certain relationships and what I, what I always like to remember is a few years ago, I had a really toxic coworker. He was a total bully, very negative, like always making fun of kids and other coworkers and just always on the verbal attack and really making our school not a very nice place to work. And I try to remember that he, you know, he was only acting that way at work. He had a family and his family seemed to adore him, that <laughs> everyone seemed happy there. And he had a bunch of hobbies in town and people that were involved with him in those hobbies, they, they just loved him. And I couldn't understand why he was only so negative and crabby at work. And it's because he really hated his job. He hated working at our school and he ended up leaving our school. Um, eventually. And so just kind of remember that if you're dealing with a toxic administrator or coworker, a lot of times it's that there's this one part of their life they're very unhappy with. They're not like this 24-7. And just give that person a little bit of grace to figure out their life. You know, if you're a really good friend of theirs, you could probably start asking them what they really want out of life and is this the place they should be? But, you know, if they're just a nasty ogre to you all the time, just keep it in mind that they're probably not like this 24-7. There's always different areas I've noticed that people are, you know, they either have like a healthy connection to or a toxic connection. I don't... I. I don't believe that anyone is just toxic 24-7. I don't think so. I think people get unhappy with a situation, unhappy with their relationships, their marriage, their home life, maybe unhappy with, you know, how they're handling being a parent, unhappy in their jobs or other commitments. Okay, so once you figure out, you know, are you attracting these people into your life? <laughs> now we got to talk about what to do about it. Because obviously, if you're here and you're listening, maybe this is a concern to you. The next step that I was reading about was asking yourself, how reactive are you when someone is being negative? Are you overreactive or underreactive? And being underreactive, <laughs> I've never thought of that before. When we talk about being reactive, I always think of people overreacting. But a lot of times, if you're a magnet for toxic people, you're underreactive, 
right? Someone's being super negative and talking bad about others, or they're just being rude to you and you don't really respond. Um, a good way of tackling this, if you think that you, you might be one of those people, is start reacting more. <laughs> this will send a strong message to the toxic person that you're not really going to play their games anymore and you're not going to deal with them. And you don't have to be rude about it, but here's an example. I, I saw a lot of if-then examples. So if someone says something really nasty, then you say, why would you say something so hurtful? <laughs> it's just all about your responses to that person. And of course, they're going to react to you questioning them. They're probably going to get mad, but I guarantee you they're going to lay off of you a little bit with all of their negativity or their bullying. I mean, you got to find a way to stand up for yourself and just when you ask a question, it's hard for them to argue with you. Like if you say, you know, like, well, it seems like you're getting really upset over this, you know, that's, that's might turn, turn the tables a bit. But if you just blatantly respond with a question, like, why are you being so mean when you talk about so-and-so? Or why would you say something so hurtful? Are you hurting? <laughs> You really flip the tables on the toxic person and it will make them step back and realize maybe that they're being negative. At the very least, they're going to know that you're not a magnet for them anymore, that they can't just unload all their negativity on you, whether they're bullying you or just talking negative or being a real downer or talking about other people. They're going to know that you're not going to stand for it anymore and by them not coming to you with all of this negative energy anymore, it's going to relieve you of some of that stress. Um, let's see. The next tip I read was just trusting your gut about people. And it was saying that a lot of people pleasers are, well, they like to rationalize toxic behavior like, oh, he didn't really mean that. That's not who he really is. And you see in the beginning of the episode, I was like, I like to keep in mind that toxic people aren't like that 24-7. That's me rationalizing toxic people. And <laughs> now I'm reading this. I'm like, oh, my gosh, should I just do that in this episode? But really, you just I like to keep in mind that there is a whole human being. I mean, I believe in the whole child approach to learning. So, of course, I believe in the whole adult approach to dealing with others. But there's a difference between just realizing like, OK, they're probably not like this at home or whatever, to give yourself a little bit of empathy for that person. I think that's OK. But what's not OK is making an excuse for the toxic behavior. And really, I have to tell myself that too. Um, when your gut is telling you something strongly about someone, like why do you keep arguing with your gut? And a lot of times we get this gut feeling that something's not right with someone or someone is not right for us in our lives and we ignore it and we make excuses and we rationalize their bad behavior. And really, we need to just say, okay, my gut is telling me this. I don't need any excuses or reasons why I'm cutting this person out of my life or I am going to stand up to this person or I am going to request to not be around this person anymore. Whatever it is you need to do. Um, let's see. I read a lot of research that humans as a whole are just overly optimistic. And if you think back to like the hunter-gatherer days, 
we had to be optimistic to survive, right? Like, I'll catch that animal tomorrow. I can make it one more day without food. It kept us going. But unfortunately, that's made us a little too optimistic about um, toxic people. Here's the next big aha I had from reading these articles about toxic people and toxic schools. And it said, you need to really make the decision that being happy some of the time isn't good enough. And that's when, when you're dealing with other people, how often is that person making you happy? If it's, you know, 30% of the time, this person is fine. And 70% of the time, this person is horrible. It's not good enough for your life. You need people in your life that are making you happy all of the time. Some of the time or once in a while, that's an excuse and that's not good enough. If this person is using you, then you it's not a good thing. And if you're a magnet for their negativity, it's not a good thing. It doesn't matter even if it's 20% of the time, it's not a good thing. So you really have to recognize that. You have to stop and make the decision you know, is this person good for me or not good for me? (laughs) And I think that it goes back to that whole testing your gut out thing. I think, you know, deep down your gut, if someone is a good match for you, if someone makes you happy when you're around them, not every relationship is perfect. And as relationships evolve, they get complicated and they get tricky. But if you can't even recognize at what level of happiness this relationship is giving you. And you probably know, like if you're thinking about toxic people in your life, you probably know like, oh yeah, this person is really negative. This person is super toxic. They really shouldn't be a part of my life, but I keep making excuses for them because sometimes they're okay. (laughs) I think that's a good point to start with. That's an excellent point to start off with today. Once you really identify your role, like, are you being a magnet for toxic people? And then you identify the toxic people. Okay, these people are making me unhappy. They're making my school environment poor, my home environment poor. You got to, you have to identify who they are and, you know, you have to label them in your head. Like, okay, this is a toxic person. Now you need sort of a game plan of how to deal with them. The first tip was, to stand up to them, to, you know, start looking at how you're being reactive to their negativity. Um, Another way of dealing with it, especially at work, is being able to say to them, um, you know, I'm okay with your criticism, but I don't want it to get personal. And that's for those coworkers that are constantly picking at you, nagging at you, you know, never taking your ideas into consideration. Uh, those are the kind of people that are hard to deal with and you need to learn how to make these very broad statements to them and stand up to them a little bit. And I think you can still be professional and do it. Um, you also have to remember that like once you start standing up to the toxic people, as I know at work, it's not like you can really cut people out of your life. You can't exactly ignore your teacher friend across the hall who's always griping about being a teacher. But, you know, you can set some boundaries. You can look at how you're reacting to their behavior and then you can really step back from them a little bit. But you have to realize once you stand up to them once you tell them how you're feeling, once you set boundaries, they're going to get mad. And that's what you have to expect next. That's like the next part of healing from being around toxic people is really understanding that 
a toxic person sees you as an investment. They see every interaction with you as time that they've spent with someone and they're going to get mad when you distance yourself, when you're not the same role for them in their life, when you're not their sounding board, they're going to get upset and you just have to expect it. And there's really, there's really not a lot you can do about it. I mean, they're going to retaliate. They might spread rumors about you or lies. You know, if it's at work, they'll start complaining to another coworker about you. And it's just, you know, you're just going to have to deal with it and not really care what's happening behind your back. Because I guarantee you, if you can kind of step away from these people, your mood will elevate. And that's the most important thing is that you set your boundaries, you stop helping the toxic people. Um, Maybe you even have to tell the person off. This has happened to me before in my personal life where I've had toxic people eating away at me. And I've known that these people are lying And these people were not true to the character they portray. And I had to say, like, listen, I know that you are lying right now. I know that this is not who you really are. And I had to stand up and tell the people off. And, you know, I I expected that they would retaliate. And that's that's going to happen. It's going to happen at work. It's going to happen in your personal life. You know, it's like breaking up with a bad boyfriend, (laughs) Or a bad girlfriend. I mean, you know, they're going to go a little bit wild and they're going to retaliate and they're going to feel like they're losing control and they're going to do anything they can to feel like they have the upper hand. And it's your job to just expect it's going to happen and let it roll off your back when it does. Okay, my biggest takeaway from reading all these articles about toxic people and toxic schools and toxic bosses, the only major thread through all of them is that you you can't really change a toxic person. You're not going to magically fix any human being with your positivity and your great ideas. And I think that's such a hard pill to swallow when you're overly optimistic and you are a positive person. You think that you can come into any situation with sugar and honey and everything's going to be sweet and your positivity and enthusiasm will be contagious and you're going to fix everyone And then you end up miserable six months later after pouring all of your energy into these places that are just these negative voids of energy. And they end up, the negativity ends up sucking you away with it rather than you fixing everything. And I think that's something that you really have to realize that you can't fix toxic people. You're not going to repair toxic relationships. The only thing you can do is change your reaction to people being negative. Changing your reaction could change your role in it because more than likely you could be somewhat responsible for the toxic relationship growing because you're allowing it to keep happening. You're being a people pleaser and maybe you're scared of the repercussions if you actually end up saying something or you stand up for yourself or you stand up for someone else. The only thing you can do is change how you react. And the biggest piece of advice I read was just stop being an underreactor and do something more. Do learn how to have more positive reactions to negativity. Let me give you some examples for that. 
I got these ideas here for responses to negative conversations from the Harvard Business Review website. It's hbr.org. And they have basically the seven R's of responding to negative people. The first R, reframe, cast the issue in a different light. So if someone says, you know, I don't want to fight about this. We're doing it this way. You can always reframe their comment like, this is a debate. This is certainly not a fight. And if I recall, you're a great debater. <laughs> That's their example. I'm not sure how that would work with a coworker, but, you know, think about that. How can you recast exactly what they're saying into a positive light? Like, I've heard a lot of people say, well, let's just agree to disagree, and maybe we can compromise on this. Um, let's see here. Rephrase. Say the words in a different and less negative way. So if your coworker is coming up to you and saying, oh, these parents, they're so crazy. So then I would say back to them, it sounds like you're having a hard time with some parents. I do that all the time. <laughs> I always rephrase things and leave out the negative words. That's It works really great. And then you'll get to the heart of the issue. Um, revisit. You can always use an earlier success to rede redefine a current failure. So maybe you're getting a, you know, kind of getting in a scuttle with a coworker or a boss. Just say, hey, you know, last year we worked really well on this project and maybe, you know, we can we can keep working together. There's no reason to change that. I think we can work through this. So bring up like a past event. And I did that with a toxic principal once. She was always going off about things I was doing wrong. And I would always bring up the things I've done right. <laughs> well, but remember, you did send me to that, you know, blah, blah, blah summit and I learned those seven things and I presented those to the staff. So, I mean, I know that you feel I did this wrong, but remember when I did this other thing, I could, I could use this as a, a learning moment, a teachable moment, and I could maybe flip the tables. So I would always go back to the things I had done that were extra special to get her to stop yelling at me. And then she'd be like, Oh yeah, you did do that. Okay. You're right. And she was really hard to handle. So. It de definitely works to go back to positive things that have happened between you and that person. Um, restate. You can always clarify or redirect the negative wording, um, saying something like, surely there's another way to say that. Or do you mean what I think you just said? Could you rephrase that for me? I'm a little confused. That always works well. Um, you can always ask a question which I just did, <laughs> you can request a question like, would you clarify what you meant by that? Asking questions is a great way of diffusing negative people because the more questions you ask and the more you want to learn about the situation, usually the more they know you care, the less negative they'll be. I love that. Rebalance, adjust the other person's power. Um, let's see here. You can refuse to let that negative person affect your attitude. Just refuse to be upset. Um, you can also say things to that person like if they're insulting you or they've been really inappropriate, you can say, fortunately, I'm not easily offended, especially by you know, offhanded situations like this or unusual situations like this or 
in my work environment. I mean, just tell the person that, you know, who's maybe they're a bully. Maybe they keep saying mean things to you and maybe you're dying on the inside, really upset. Telling the person that you're not upset and not easily offended totally puts the power back in your court because then they just lost what they were trying to do, which was manipulate you and have the upper hand. Now you have the upper hand by saying that they're not going to upset you. I've actually had to say that to some bosses. I I had some bosses demean me in the past and say really cruel, cold hearted things that had nothing to do with my work performance. And I, I told them, I'm like, I know you're trying to upset me, but it's not going to work even though it was working and I was upset. I didn't want it to get any further. I didn't want them to use my energy against me. So I just told them like, I know you're trying to hurt me, but it's not going to work because I'm a stronger person than that. And that really did make a lot of the bullying stop when I made those bold statements. All right. Um, and then the last tip on this website is just to just reorganize um, the priority of the issues at hand. So this is one thing you could say. Uh, we seem to agree on the what, but we're having some difficulty with the how. <laughs> We seem to agree on this one part of this problem, but we're disagreeing on these other things. So maybe we can come back, brainstorm, talk about it later. And this is definitely written from a business point of view, not a dealing with people at school point of view. But I still think these are really good ideas, especially, you know, standing up for yourself, telling the person that they're not going to offend you because you're a strong person, asking more questions and listening, asking for the person to clarify or reframing their negative words. Um, like I said, when people are just going off about kids and parents to me, I'm always like, it sounds like you're having a hard time with blah, blah, blah. Or it sounds like this has been a hard day for you. I always kind of flip it with a little um, sprinkle of empathy. I hope those work out for you. Even though I'm only a few episodes into this new podcast of mine, <laughs> I have been learning a lot about myself and about other people. I always come on thinking I'm going to talk about one thing and then I start reading blog posts or research and I always end up kind of switching my focus. And on this episode, I thought I was going to come on and tell you about different types of toxic people and how to fix them. And then all of the different articles I read basically said, you can't fix them. You can only work on yourself, which seems like I should have known that. <laughs> but it was something I learned in creating this episode. So it was kind of interesting. And it's always a little humbling. I always think, oh, I'm going to come in and, and I'm going to talk about XYZ. And then I end up talking about ABC. <laughs> it's been really interesting, though. And I'd rather research a topic and share with you everything I've learned about it than just come on here and pretend like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> That's kind of what I like doing in the classroom too. I like to curate information for the kids to to learn and grow from. I don't like just coming in here saying, oh, well, this is what I know about this topic. I always do a ton of research and present different sides of different topics to kids. And something I really love about being a teacher, and I now think that's something I love about being a podcaster, is it's actually kind of a form of teaching because you could talk about any topic you want. You can research it. You can deliver it. Well, I guess you're delivering it through 
your microphone, but you can deliver it in a variety of different ways. You can have interviews and I don't know. It's been a lot of fun and I just want to thank you for being here on my journey and I can't wait till the next episode. So take care, frenzies. Thank you for listening to Healthy Teacher, Happy Teacher. We look forward to seeing you on future episodes. Again, please subscribe if you feel like it. If you don't, that's fine because we know you'll be back. Have a great week. And don't forget that the most important person in your life is you. Put yourself first this week. That is your goal. Bye, everyone. You've just finished listening to Healthy Teacher Happy Je- Happy Jessica. What? <laughs>